Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Beam me up, Scotty. Welcome into hour two of our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust. Tiger Tailgating Show here live from the campus of LSU in front of the Athletic Administration Building. It is the Tigers and the Gators tonight at 7 o'clock in Death Valley right here on WWL. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick. The campus is starting to buzz quite a bit. As you can tell, the traffic is increasing and the foot traffic is increasing. And uh, I see see a a lot of LSU fans and not too many Florida Gator fans. And I see a lot of solo cups and a lot of styrofoam cups. That is helping people lather up yeah. a little bit. A lot. Like the beer it. is definitely flowing. Yes, it is. All right. Thank you very much. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. <laughs> 8-70, 8-70. Herb, if you were a betting man, yes. would you take 13 and a half points and LSU as the favorite? So, you know, the problem, the reason why I don't bet is because I probably would. <laughs> right. That's why I don't bet. And you might lose. Yes, exactly. So and you like your money. I think Right. So I, I think this, it's a lot of points. And Mike said it, right? It's a lot of points. To try to, 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 to win by, especially if you're up by 20, and then, you know, they get a late touchdown or whatever, so now, you know, you're only whatever. So I would not take the bet, but what I would do is say in my heart of hearts, loving LSU as I do, I think LSU wins by 25 today. You know why? Wow. You know why I say that? Because it's finally Saturday night in Death Valley. It's finally Saturday night in Death Valley, okay? And not only is that is that it's Saturday night in Death Valley, however, it's not hot. It's beautiful weather. The people are happy, and it's Florida, baby. And we got something to prove tonight. I'm telling you, with Georgia going down, we really have something to prove tonight. So we, we got a lot. We got, I mean, a lot of firepower. We got a lot of stuff that we – just some, some news clippings that we can use to be successful tonight. I'm telling you. 25 points. You heard it from Herb Tyler. I said it, and I also said beginning of the season that what we was going to beat Alabama. Yes, you did. Right? So I'm holding and by. And you accurately predicted a few games last year, too. I sure did. I'm going to predict tonight. 25 points is wow. going to be the win spread. So go ahead and put your money down with 13 and a half. <laughs> don't call Herb, though, if you lose that money. <laughs> no, don't call me. Call Christian, okay? No, don't you, call me neither. I'm not the big mouth that said they're going to win by 25 I points. I did not say bet, though. I didn't say bet. You just I told you to bet, not oh. everybody else. Oh, everybody okay. out there that's listening, do not bet. Yeah. Do not please to bet no 13 and a half. Which I feel like we should have a, a legal disclaimer. Like, this is not – Herb Tyler cannot be held accountable. I sure you. cannot. And if I am, then you got to call Christian. You take care of it. <laughs> Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Yes. Text 870-870. Got some gator bites up here. How do they taste? You tasted them? Yeah, I taste the gator. I'm not a gator fan, man. Me neither. I, you know, I, I don't really like gator. I don't like – Wild game, period. But it's that's even wilder to me, you know. But yeah. it tastes pretty good. It's a nice kick to it. Um, it, it was spicy. Um, but this is the first one. So my, my wife forced me to taste another gator earlier, which was fried from right across yeah. the, the street there. And uh, it was pretty good. It Her, did not taste like gator. You know, everybody has their sayings, right, like LSU fans, Tiger bait and yep. roll tide for Alabama. Yep. I, one of the most annoying things is the gator chunk. I can't. I just can't yep. see. I can't. It drives me nuts. Yeah, I'm afraid of real gators. Of course. But I'm not afraid of these blue gators the over Florida there. Florida gators? No, not at all. You know, so I'm not intimidated by a chump, okay? That's exactly what it is. It's a chump. 
Not a chomp. It's not a chomp. It's, it's, it's a, a chomp. chomp. Yes. It's a gate of chumps. That's what they are. You, and we're going to eat them up. You feel like – you sound like you're about to play in this game. I'm ready, man. You ready? I'm getting, I'm getting out of here. Get, let me take this. <laughs> well, we kind of like Joe Burrow, a quarterback. You were a great quarterback, man. But Hey, I didn't Joe's tell him we going to go out there on the field. I'm going to just oh. go in the locker room oh, okay. and pump these boys up. What would you tell them, man, if, if you could talk to them? I, you know, first thing, I'll come in there real nice and he said, look here, guys. Let's go out there and kick some butt, period. Let's go do it. You know why? Because these guys already know what to do. They've been at practice all week. I haven't, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I can't tell them what specific plays are going to work correctly. But I will tell you this, man. Don't be intimidated by anybody. we got to win up front. we got to push these boys around on the offensive and defensive line. we got to make plays in the back, you know, as far as the cornerbacks and safeties. they got to get turn some turnovers, um, make sure that we're in the right positionings. we got to make sure we make tackles. And then on the offensive side of the ball, man, we just got to keep pushing the ball down the field like we do. Our running backs cannot fumble the ball. We gotta hold on to it, crease them when we can, get as many yards as we can. When the ball is coming to you, Joe throws the ball, catch it, get upfield, utilize your athletic ability, make some plays, and run, outrun the Gators because Gators don't run that fast. Okay. Actually, they can move pretty good, like twenty-five miles. Not for miles a long time, though. They only move for about ten yards, and okay. that's it. And you can get out of there. Okay. They ain't ready for this. This is a real tiger. You know what tigers lurk. We're nocturnal, baby, so we're going to be playing at night, and we're going to be ready to eat some gator tonight. I need to go over there and talk to Mike the Tiger, by the way. I need to go go have a conversation with Mike. Go see Mike. I usually do it every game. Well, All right, we'll step away and come back and go behind enemy lines with Edgar Thompson of the Orlando Sentinel. Me and Edgar. the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, sat down with Edgar. You'll hear that next on WWL. <laughs> LSU and Florida in Tiger Stadium, Death Valley, Saturday night. Time to go behind enemy lines. Brought to you by Acadian Windows, the official window company of the Houdat Nation. Edgar Thompson joining us now from the Orlando Sentinel, covering the Florida Gators. Or, uh, Edgar, how are you? Hey, guys. Doing fine. Doing fine. Forgive the noise in the background. Sorry. That's all right. Um, I would imagine Florida fans are pretty stoked about this one. I mean, it's been a long time coming. to. I think it's 10 years going back to Tim Tebow's last season that they've played in back-to-back games where both the teams were in the top 10. That was a SEC title game and a sugar bowl. And that wasn't in consecutive weeks. You got to go back a lot farther than that for to find that for Florida. So this is, uh, they're hoping this is the dawn of a new era in Gainesville, but uh, we'll, we'll have to see because this is a big ask to own the Tiger stadium against this team. Two point, two touchdown underdogs on the road, and pull out a win. But if the Gators do, it would be it would take this program quickly to a whole other level than it's at right now. And uh, Edgar, speaking of, uh, you said the dawn of a new era. Uh, I think probably the Gator Nation they got to be fired up uh, on the second year coach uh, Dan Mullen, and uh, they got to be a, a lot of hope in Dan Mullen and. I mean, I thought he was outstanding at Mississippi State. It just seems like he's going to be even better at Florida. Well, he's going to – he's just a – look, here's the thing I like about Dan Mullen, a couple things I like. One is he doesn't shy away from this stuff at all. Like, he knows what the expectations are. He came here with Urban Meyer in 2005 as a 33-year-old offensive coordinator and left four years later with two national titles to his credit. And he would played a big role in those. And so he knows what people expect in Gainesville. He knows what people expect in Gainesville, Florida. And he knows what um, Gator Nation's expectations are. So he doesn't shy away from those. And a lot of coaches come in here 
and they and they tend to act like that isn't uh you know that's you know we're we're they just don't embrace it i guess is the best way to say it the other thing i like about dan is he always has a game plan i mean he will have something for lsu lsu is has got an incredible secondary we know they they have freaks on the defensive line and linebacking for uh, their offense has been putting up points like video game numbers, and Dan will have have some ways to stress that defense. He will see opportunities and find ways to capitalize. He did it last year. I mean, Dave Aranda makes two point five million. He should have given some of it back after the performance last year in the swamp. Dan Mullen outcoached him thoroughly, and Ed Orgeron acknowledged that on Monday. He's like, look, they ran speed option. We weren't there. They ran the reverse. We weren't there. I mean, they, they weren't on point last year, the, the LSU. And I, I guarantee you, Orgeron's looking at the ceiling at nights, wondering what Dan Mullen's cooking up for him this week. Edgar Thompson covering the Florida Gators for the Orlando Sentinel. Edgar, talk to me about Kyle Trask, the quarterback of the Florida Gators, and his knee injury. Do you think he's in jeopardy of not playing Saturday? No, I asked Dan that today, and Dan does not like to talk about injuries, and I even preface it by that. I mean, he's not alone in the college football sports world, but uh, he said, look, he didn't, he was limited Monday and we did hear that Jones had taken most of the reps Monday. So we were wondering, but he said he, he practiced fully yesterday and he'll go full today. He'll be fine for the game. And Kyle seemed to think on Monday that he would be fine too. But yet, I guess a third thing to add on Dan Mullen is how many guys would have their third string quarterback. Now we know Emory Jones was a, centerpiece that 2018 class and is seen by many as the the quarterback of the future here with the Gators but the kid was ready I mean Trask goes down it looked like he was really hurt I mean if you looked at the replay it looked bad his reaction was bad and Emory Jones steps right in and marches into a field goal effortlessly and I think that Dan even got a little conservative with him once it got down in the red zone and took the field goal instead of letting the kid make a throw, because that kid is fearless. He'll make the throws. And not most teams in college football have their third quarterback ready like that. And Kyle Trask, the kid hadn't played at all hardly for the Gators in all these years and hadn't started a game since he was a high school freshman. And look how he's played. I mean, he stepped in at Kentucky like he'd been running the show all along, and he's 72% completion percentage, 9.1 average per attempt which Bobby knows how good that is, right. and 7-2 to two intercept, TD interception ratio. The only knock on him is his ball security occasionally leaves something to be desired, and that's just with experience and feeling the pocket a little better. But he's been ready, and he looks good. So we'll see how he can handle this. This is his first real road start. And mean, you know, he hasn't started on the road. <laughs> and, you know, Edgar, that's what I was going to uh, bring up. I know Dan Mellon's going to stretch this. Uh, it hasn't been pretty all the time with the 13 turnovers. As far as uh, well, Yen Tiger Stadium and wanting to protect the football, but you know I think it's a flat-out stud, and I, I, I thought by how hard he runs and the success he even had against LSU last year, Lamichael uh, Pirine. Uh, I mean, I'm looking 4.7 yards per carry, and that run he had against Auburn that that was beast mode. Uh, that, that that was a dominant run. 33 is a stud. I can't think of his name off the top of my head for Auburn. He tattooed him, but P. Ryan just ran right through that tackle. Yeah, P. Ryan was a man on a mission on that run. and He's been understandably frustrated by probably not only the fact that he came in this season as a 
as an all-SEC candidate and couldn't get anything going, but that he was taking a lot of criticism for it on Twitter in his mind, even from yours truly, who pointed out after the Towson game that he had his first carry was 10 yards, his next five were six yards. And he even made, even called me out in the press conference. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, that was more a commentary on the fact he hasn't had any space to operate. The young man is playing behind an offensive line that had a combined 20 start center in this season and looks like it definitely, I mean, and it looks the part. I mean, it is not, to, it hasn't been together a lot this year, the offensive line. And there's been a lot of, you know, poor blocking by the tight ends. And it's been very hard for LaMichael to get anything going this season. But he sure as heck got it going on that run. And the irony of the whole thing or that was great was that Emmett Smith was in town for, to be the game day picker oh. on ESPN game day. And he was on the sideline. And the longest run by a Gator running back prior to the, this past Saturday was 1988 Emmett at Mississippi State. Whoa. So pretty cool moment. Edgar, the Gators have come up with three or more takeaways in each of the last four games. Is that the, is that really a product of how how much they get after the offense, or were some of those gimmies? No, no, they get after it, man. Ty Grantham, they had one turnover through two games, and we asked him about it. He said, hey, look, man, there were six balls on the ground against Miami. We get two of those, three of those. We're having a different conversation. Well, they're getting them now. This is an aggressive defense, very talented off the edge. The defensive tackles are picking it up, playing better than they were early. David Reese, the linebacker, number 33, leads the SEC in tackles. Uh, you have two stud cornerbacks. The safeties are playing well. Sean Davis, number 31, has really come on. And they're just getting hands on the football, and they're just forcing the action. And the thing about Grantham, he has 11 years in the NFL. I mean, he's very, very – astute at like fooling people disguising things using personnel packages i mean they had 20 or 22 guys last week i forget exactly that had a tackle in the game on the defense i mean they're just throwing guys at you they keep them fresh you keep them coming and it's a pretty relentless unit now edgar uh, i don't know if you got any inside scooper uh, but i was kind of somewhat surprised that LSU, uh, what, 13-and-a-half-point favor, two touchdowns. I thought they'd be like six-and-a-half, maybe seven. Don't you think that was a high number? And I'm thinking, well, maybe because the quarterback's knees hurt. Uh, they're kind of looking at that, that being Vegas. And then looking at a couple of uh, guys on defense, I know uh, Zuniga, Zuniga, if I'm pronouncing that right, then look at Henderson, had that sprained an- an- ankle, then Henderson returned against Auburn. And uh, Zuniga, is he ready to come against LSU? And uh, Because that's going to be critical with injuries and all that. But didn't you think that was a high point spread or what? I was thinking it was going to be about eight, so right around what you were saying. I was thinking eight-ish. And the reason I was even thinking um, that is because maybe some minor questions about health. But they've played pretty well with that Zuniga. This defense should be at a whole nother level with him. He might be their best defensive player. I'm and I, I'm not kidding. I mean, Grenard, Whoa. the Louisville transfer, has been unreal. And Henderson is a first-round pick, but Zuniga is a beast, as you will see on Saturday, the Gators hope, because he is expected to return. He did suit up the other day. He didn't play. I think they want to give him one more week. Right. And Bernard's been nursing a little bit of a sore ankle, I think, too, this season. But he's been bringing it every week. He's been unbelievable. Um, I don't know where this defense would be without him. 
But yeah, I think I think when it went up to thirteen or whatever, it was because people were wondering about Kyle Trask knee. How how much was that going to limit him to get ready for this environment? Because that's going to be key. This offense is going to have to be on point. Uh, John Hevesy, the offensive line coach, he said last night, you lose about eight seconds in an environment like that off the play clock that you wouldn't normally lose. And they saw it with Auburn. Auburn was rattled, man, by that swamp crowd. And that was a good lesson for the Gators because it's like, hey, guys, look what that did to Auburn. That's going to happen to you if you guys aren't on top of this stuff because communication is, is really difficult in environments like that. So I think the home field advantage, I think possible injury questions, and the fact that LSU has just been so explosive, and then you throw in the fact that the run game for Florida has been very suspect. I mean, prior to that 88-yard run, um, the Gators had 27 rushing yards. So there's some questions, I mean, but they have some answers too. (laughs) Edgar Thompson does a great job covering the Florida Gators for the Orlando Sentinel. Edgar, thanks, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Edgar. You bet. That wraps up Behind Enemy Lines, brought to you by Acadian Windows, the official window company of the Houdat Nation. I'm just going to let Herb take it. Are you doing the bike? Is it the chopper? Chopper. I don't know how to do that. I told my Achilles one time, and that means I flat one of my tires, so I can't chop it like I used to style. I got you. Okay. Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback, Christian Garrick here. (laughs) Getting you set for LSU and Florida top 10 SEC matchup mm-hmm. on the campus of LSU in front of the Athletic Administration Building is where you can find us. Just steps away from Tiger Stadium. Phone lines yes. are open at 504-260-1870. Some games currently in action. Alabama on top of Texas A&M 14-10. Wisconsin 14, Michigan, uh, Michigan State 0. That's in the second quarter as well. Clemson putting it on Florida State 27 27- to nothing mm-hmm. in the second quarter. As I well. didn't expect anything different. Cincinnati, number 25, Cincinnati, 14 10 over Houston. And earlier today, 20 to 17, South Carolina knocks off the Georgia Bulldogs. Top three, no more. Yes. That was, that's the big surprise of the weekend so far. Yes, yeah, so far, of that's course. The upset yeah. of the weekend. That's the upset of the weekend so far, thus far. So, and, and it helps us, you know. If we can come out here and give a great show in, we can be a, com- a convincing win. Um, command the, 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 the control of this ball game from beginning to end. I think, man, this it, look, we can probably, we may be able to jump the two. You know, LSU is always searching for that rival, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the rival? It's right here in Florida. That's the big rival. It's not Alabama. It's not Ole Miss, certainly. Well, as of late. As of late. Yeah, I think as currently, right now, yes, their biggest rival is Florida. Yeah, yeah. When I played, and I know they're in the East. I get it. It doesn't matter. We play right. them every year. So, right. I mean, it can be a rival, right? Just because they're in the East doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, when I played, it was the, the, the big rival was Ole Miss. And, um, and and with those guys, I mean, everybody, you know why that was such a big rival? And it still is a rival, to be honest with you. But it's more of a friendly rival now because a lot of people have a lot of close ties between LSU and Ole Miss. Uh-huh. Families go to either or, right? Um, and then a lot of people that that that, that – that, Went to Ole Miss or from New Orleans or Louisiana or some area like that. So, so that's why it was back then. But now, man, this this particular game has become true hatred. When they pulled out that, oh man, I don't even want to see it. When they pulled out that cat skeleton, that was oh. it. That was it. That opened the door for the floodgates for every LSU fan to just get to upset to the point where they started cussing and everything else, right? And it's time to go. So that's a, that's what I think that really, really brought on this rivalry to the point of where it is now. And then when 
I'm gonna tell you, when you talk to a lot of LSU fans when they go out and they tailgate when we play at Florida and Gainesville, the Florida fans at Gainesville are more obnoxious than any other fans anywhere else. So that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard for sure. Tulane looking to improve on their four and one record to five and one. They're shutting out UConn right now, fourteen to nothing yep. over there at Yolman Stadium My on the man. campus of Tulane, and that's in the second quarter. Man, Tulane, if they win. They could crack the top 25. I think they can, and I think they will. I mean, I, look, they got a good team, good thing going over there, man. Tulane, Justin McMillan was one of the best things that could ever happen to them. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, one of my other cats over there, Jalen McCluskey Jr., is over there making it happen, shall I say. And, uh, I, and J.J. is a great friend of mine, man. Those is guys it? are doing a good job. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. J.J. is really one of my good friends. So um, and I'm, I'm so happy for Tulane, and I've told you this before. You know, when I was coming out of, out of high school, I really wanted to go to Tulane. But my dad wanted me to go away to school, which the next best thing was LSU. So that's how I really ended up at LSU, and uh, the rest is history from there. Speaking of quarterback play, Herb, as a, as a quarterback, what's more problematic? What gives you <coughs> quarterbacks more problems more? Pressure in your face up the middle or, or around the edges? It depends. Um, so, so when you get pressure in your face you, – it depends on what, he, what you have called, right? If you have crossing routes, you can't really get to them. You can't see them. So it's difficult. And then for a shorter quarterback such as myself, um, pressure in, in my face is, is more difficult to be able to see deep ends, curl routes, things of that nature. So you have to rely on those natural throwing lanes to open up. Um, but also being a running quarterback, pressure in my face is okay because I can get outside. As long as I can get outside and get my head, keep my eyes downfield, then I can make something happen. But pressure on the outside, it's okay because you get to step up and see the field. Or you step up and you're going to run in the running lanes and you take off. With Trask's <laughs> injury, we talked about it, that you know, ultimately David Rand is going to dial up some pressures to test mm-hmm. him early, get him moving early. I think that you're going to see it up the middle because yeah. you want to get him moving laterally. So I think you could see a lot Correct. of a, a, you know, double-A gap blitzes. So specifically for this particular game, with him having an injury, you want to try to get him on the move to see if he can still run. And uh, you don't want him to get in the pocket and get comfortable and see the field and throw the ball from a, a, a platform or from a state. Um, or, be, or being able to climb the pockets. Exactly, like exactly. You don't want him to be able to do that. You don't want to be able to have give him a clean pocket to throw in. What's your keys if, if you look at this game? What, LSU has – if LSU does X, Y, and Z, they win. Let's get herbal water. Um, I got one right here. So okay. what happens is if we got to win the game up front, and we can't turn the ball over, period. I think those are the, the, the keys. Um, the other thing would be tackling on defense. Outside of those things, I think we'll be fine. If we can, you know, our offensive line can push them around, defensive line get some pressure on the quarterback, um, and then we make some tackles in the backfield, and then don't turn the ball over, we'll be fine. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Herb Tyler says you can take – LSU by 25 today mm-hmm. over Florida. He is now a professional odds maker yes. and gambler. 25. I do not gamble. Let's say this. Disclaimer. I do not gamble. I do not know how to. I don't even know to begin where to put my money at in order to mm-hmm. win it. Therefore, I will you tell gamble. you, though, I will tell you this, that they will cover the spread by much more than 13 and a half. Man, if you're right, if you are right, I will make sure that I highlight that repeatedly. <coughs> Uh, all throughout the week on, on Tuesday, go. on Tuesday I'll get you on Sports Talk and we'll play this tape, th- this audio, 
and uh, and prove that Herb Tyler. I said it, and I called it. No, I do not gamble. Right. I do not gamble. Let's make sure. We so therefore, I have nothing to lose. <laughs> True, it's just words <laughs> at this point. That's it. No, no value but, on it, no money, nothing like that. No value words. on it, but there is some value in the words, and the, and the value is that I do trust this team enough to go out there tonight to win this game. See, I, I think LSU, no. I wrote about it, uh, I think LSU does cover, but I think what it, where, where they cover is late in the game, you know, LSU might be sitting on a six-point six lead, seven-point lead, and then um, then late they, they they put the game on ice with another another touchdown. I, like if they cover, I think it's going to be cover almost like a backdoor cover, if you will. Right, right. I don't think they just go out there and and are, are throughout the entire game are, are thirteen to fourteen points better than Florida. Yeah, I think that's definitely a possibility because Florida is a really good team. I'm not going to say that they're not right, and I think they do belong in in the top ten as they're ranked. Um, but at the end of the day. We have something to prove, man. And, and, and this is why I feel so strongly about this is they're not playing the same LSU team they've once played before. Um, I think our defense is, is due for a really great game against a really good opponent. And our offense is time to flourish again. So let's continue to do that. That's why I feel so strongly about it. It's certainly different. I mean, how much do you think they held, uh, didn't show Florida leading up to this game, offensively in particular? How much do you think they kind of still have in the bag? Um, <clears throat> I think they still have a lot in the bag. Um, the one thing about it is it's difficult to put too much in because you don't want to, to put out too much information. Sometimes there could be a lot of information that's just way too much, right? Um, so at the end of the day, um, I think we have some really great uh, skill position guys. And our skill position guys, it doesn't matter how you get them the ball. They can make something happen when they get the ball. So I think today we're going to try to get the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands fast. Um, you Tiger know, bait. There you go. And, and, and make There's it, a Gator and, fan. And make it happen. So look, There's I, the chomp. That's a chomp. Of that's, course. There's two chumps over there, okay? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so with that being said, man, look, it, it's just at the end of the day, man, we gotta, we don't have to get really cute and, 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 and draw up these fancy plays. And all. Let's just do what got us here, and let's continue to keep Improving on that. Florida's defense, to give you an idea, first off, about Todd Grantham. Todd Grantham was when they were replacing Steve Spagnuolo and they brought ultimately brought Rob Ryan in to be uh -huh. the defensive coordinator, Sean Payton had some interest in Todd Grantham. At that time, he was at Georgia. Right. Um, so it, it just goes to show you how he's thought of, not only in the college ranks, but also in the, in the, in the professional ranks. But their defense has forced – Three or more turnovers in four in their last four games. Yeah, yeah. So it goes to show you that that's not by that's not by happenstance. There's an emphasis in it on creating those. You have to you practice those habits of forcing turnovers. So that's what you're supposed to do on the defensive side, right? So <clears throat> what they've done is they've gotten the best out of their players to ensure that they're in the right position at the right time and they make a play when they do get there. Um, so how do you combat that? Right? Is you got to be a step ahead of them. You got to make sure that when you do have the ball, you secure it. And then when you, uh, when you do have the ball and it's secured, you make a play. And, and you go out and just play football. So, uh, you know, look, I, I, think that, I think that LSU has every opportunity to be very success, successful against this Florida defense. And I, I don't know how much this Florida defense is going to have success they're going to have against us because they haven't seen us yet. You know what I mean? They've played against some really decent opponents. But this is a number five, four, three, two ranked team in a country that you're about to face at their place, right, <clears throat> in Tiger Stadium. So it's going to be very, very difficult for, for, I think, Florida to really get comfortable 
they'd have to come in here and really punch us in the mouth and from the very beginning to, uh, to really take this game over. Let's look at their opponents. I mean, and how offensively. Uh, just focus in on, on, on the offense. On Florida's uh, on, opponents, on, yes. right? Miami, they don't have an don't offense have like offense. LSU. Nope. Uh, Tennessee Martin, we know the answer there. They didn't even score a point against Florida. Right. Uh, Kentucky's offense is not designed at all. Nope. Doesn't have the playmakers nope. Nope. That, L- that LSU does. No, Tennessee, nope. no. Towson, no. Nope. Auburn, certainly not either. So Auburn had the run game, right, right. That, that we could look at too. But, I mean, they, they started a, a, a true freshman quarterback who had no idea what was going on in that game. He was off his, you know, off his mark the whole entire game. So so they're not going – they have not gone up against a, a true – veteran and, and and a guy like we have in Joe Burrow who's throwing five, six touchdowns a game, who's now on a mission to be the number one quarterback in the country, who has ambitions to be a Heisman Trophy winner, right? They, they haven't seen that. And we're doing everything that we can to put these guys in the best situations. This is what we have not done in a long time at LSU. You know, we, you, you know, back in the days, we're turning around. Florida's got a great front seven, right? And they're making their run defense is number one in the country, and they stop everybody. And guess what we're going to do? Turn around, hand the ball off to Leonard Fournette or whoever, and try to run through them. No, we're not doing that anymore. Now we get to put our guys in the best situation and let their athletic ability shine and their talent shine. You have to defend every blade of grass Everywhere. against this yes. LSU offense. Yes, this is it. And this is what you're supposed to We have the talent on the outside. On the inside, we have the quarterback to make it happen, plus the running backs. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Herb is uh, pumping up some of the LSU Tiger fans, telling them three touchdown victory for the Tigers over Florida. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Camp is starting to swell quite a bit as we inch closer and closer to kickoff between LSU and Florida in yep. Death Valley. Yep. You can you can you can literally feel the energy in this place. Well, I think around you, campus. I don't know if it's energy or a little bit of cool weather. That's why you put your jacket on or not. True. But, um I do feel the energy. I mean, it's all filled up now. You know, previous games around this time before the kickoff, let's call it 3 hours or whatever before kickoff, you know, it, it would still kind of somewhat be a ghost town if you will. I met um, a I met a couple of guys uh Friday that were so they're having a bachelor party, and uh-huh. uh, they, they weren't fans of LSU or Florida, but they're coming to the game because they said, we've always wanted to go to Tiger Stadium. I think they're right. from Wisconsin. Right. Um, so, but they just – it's a bucket list It's a bucket list stadium. And what a great game to pick. You're picking a top ten, two top ten teams at night in Tiger Stadium. you got a, a tremendous break yeah. with the weather. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand. So, so that just goes to show you. There are there's there's just so much interest in in particular this matchup. Well, I mean not just this matchup, but like you said, it's the Mystica Tiger Stadium, and coming to an LSU football game. I mean everywhere you look and you hear one of the, any list that you look at, you know what's the top stadiums to play or visit or go see or watch or whatever. Tiger Stadium is going to be on it at least somewhere in the top five, if you will, right? And uh, <clears throat> and then if you're just in town in New Orleans or wherever for this weekend, <laughs> you might as well make a trip right? up. Even if not just to hang out for tailgating, right? A lot of um, people do that. And that's it. There's nothing wrong with that. And have a good time and enjoy every moment of it. I don't see why you wouldn't. I mean, it's it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful campus. The people are very nice. You know, like I said, like I was saying about the Florida Gator fans, how obnoxious they are when to opponents. Yeah. We're not that obnoxious to opponents. You know what I'm saying? Ah, Our fans no, are but they – they I'm love to get after that. some Gator fans, they, I can tell you that. Well, after the Gator fans because of what they do to them. Right, so right. that's different. 
But what Payback. I'm saying is, if you're a normal team that comes in here, yeah. they're going to show you love. They want you to eat all the food, drink all the drinks, have a good time. Now, they're going to tell you how much you're going to lose. You know what I'm saying? They're definitely going to tell you that you're going to uh-huh. lose. You're not going to win, So, which is good. But that's one of the reasons why people love to come here. The atmosphere is great. I don't have a big sample size in terms of college stadiums, but I would just looking at some of the iconic ones that I would put on a bucket list. Mm-hmm. Uh, LSU would be up there. The big house in Florida. I mean, the big house in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the swamp certainly in Florida. I think um, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting a couple of them. But Ohio the horseshoe. State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the horseshoe at Ohio State. So there's some iconic Coliseum. Maybe. Been, yeah, I've been to the Coliseum. It's a dump. I, I know that. It's but a dump. I'm just saying. It, it is what it is. I know, but, yeah, it's iconic because it's the Coliseum. But, right. And once held the Olympics, but mm-hmm. I, I'm just talking – I'm also talking about atmospheres. I mean, I would imagine Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, LSU, they, they have the same kind of energy uh, that you see at these SEC venues. You would think they they, they would. I mean, it's, it's big-time programs, that in, in, and these people have a following that's just like LSU, so – they're not better than LSU's, but they're similar. So let's make sure we, we say that. that, okay? They're not, um, they're not us. We are we, and we are who we are, okay? And that's what we thought that we knew that they were, okay? Thank you. All right, Danny so, Green. And we love it, man. We love it. We love everything about uh, the, 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 the school. We love everything about LSU football. We love everything about the campus and the people. And, and the way that we tailgate is different than others. Everybody else. That is true. <clears throat> everybody has their own tailor way of tailgating. Ours is different, and ours we think is the best. I was talking to some people coming in as I was walking over here after I got in the parking lot. There were people that broke out the tent, slept here last night. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. That's I a, pretty diehard. I got a friend of mine who um, who has a – they have an a RV um, tailgate deal they have set up right over there by the softball field. Yeah. And uh, it's like eight or nine RVs that's a group of people. And, 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 and they've been here since Thursday night. Wow. So the first question I asked was, what kind of jobs do you guys have? <laughs> Who's not working on Friday? But anyway, no. But that, look, it's it's just that's the type of atmosphere you have here. I mean, if they could have, they probably would have been here Tuesday night, you know, and just hanging out and waiting for it. So we love it, man. I love it. The players really love it. The players really appreciate the the, 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 the sacrifices that the fans make, not only to, to show up at the game, but to be at the game two or three days before and just, and just you know, just bleeding – Loving purple and gold and showing that, that, that fan support and love in the stadium. One more hour to go here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show on, on WWL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.